Science. I am Andy Wood. I am joined by Brooks Whelan. Hey guys, Kid Rock Fall. Kid Rock Fall. Kid Rock Fall. Summer Country is over. Let me queue up Kid Rock Fall. Go ahead and introduce Uh, Jesse Case, uh, my roommate, friend of ours, friend of the show, and uh, composer of our theme music. You've seen him on Last Comic Standing. He's here. We go. (laughs) This is the worst song of all time. You've seen him on Kid Rock. Is this the first album? Devil Without a Cause, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Not his first. Well, first mainstream album. Uh, what a fucking dick. Mm. My name's Kid Rock. I'm a Capricorn. What? How are you a musician? Uh, all right. All right Jesse yeah. Case. I'm from is, Michigan. I still don't even like that shit. And that's my place. I and, love Kid Rock. Uh, Jesse Case. Yes, I was going to no, say, no, last enough, comic standing enough, enough credits. credits. Okay, yes. He's Funny a co-host. Guy. He's not, doesn't matter. not the guest. This is a get. This yeah. is a get. Co-host. Good friend of ours. I uh, can't believe he hasn't been on the show yet. You may have seen him on Fallon or Conan. You may know him as Leo Prince from Fairly Legal. Holy crap. Is Barrett Vaughn is here. <laughs> yeah, me, me and my invisible braces are proud to be him. <laughs> you got the Invisalign going? Yeah, clear correct. Clear oh, correct. Wow. Good. How long will it take? You got uh, that fairly legal money coming Yeah, I in. did. Finally, I could afford to have braces. Not when I was a child. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm i going to have them for two years. This is the fourth week oh. I've had them. Oh, so. man. Is it is it as, as tedious as it seems like it would be? Yeah, I mean, it's only the first couple. You're supposed to replace them every three weeks. Uh-huh. So the first three days, my teeth hurt like a mohong yeah. because, they're mo- because they're moving. And when I, I take them off to brush and to, uh, to uh, eat. Right. We've all had braces. We're, we're white, Baron. <laughs> You've all had braces, but you all had the metal. Never, it hurts. You all had the metal stuff. I never had braces. But it's the same, I never had braces. It's the same pain, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't have braces. Well, but it's different because you guys have the you guys have the addition the addition of uh, metal being in your mouth and oh, permanently yeah. scarring the insides of your mouth. Right. Yeah. Right. But now I can just pop on a couple pieces of plastic and go clickadle, clickadle. You know, that's technological advances. That's amazing. In, is that what, is it what more are the clickadles? The clickadles. What's the clickadle? That's just my onomatopoeia for how it sounds when I pop them off. Okay, I didn't know if there was like a thing at the back that you click. Oh no no no! They just go click click. They just they, they just, just pop right on there. Snap in the place. Yeah. You know what I had instead That's of Baron, Baron Vaughn? Did we say his name? We did. We said. Okay. Yeah, we said yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I know we talked about Baron Lee legal. I didn't. I wasn't really paying attention. Bar- I was. Barely Fairlands. <laughs> Baron legal. Yep. Baron and legal. I got this thing called a palate expander when I was a kid, which is the clickety click. Every night, my mom had to put this key in it and give it a quarter rotation, oh. and it spread my. My mouth farther apart. It spread my teeth apart from each other. Further proof that Andy was palate. raised in the fifties. Uh, yeah, it was a yeah, bizarre. Yeah, he had to climb into his iron lug. A recurring, <laughs> recurring theme here. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I had uh, a retainer that looked like a watermelon, a slice of watermelon. That's a racist retainer. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I thought it was neat. Yeah. <laughs> you would love it. Where'd you grow up again? Iowa. Oh, right. What part? Dubuque or Manchester. Oh, okay. I've been to Iowa once. It's a place that My exists. grandfather lives there. It's not bad. It's not a bad place. Mm. Where does your grandfather live? West Des Moines. Oh. Mm. Highfalutin high society, West Des Moines. Is it, what, is it highfalutin now? Mm. West Des Moines is pretty nice. Was it in the 80s? I don't know. I remember it being broke down. I remember it looking like New Jack City, but Iowa. Okay. When I went to... Because <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? There was a crack house across the street from him. Yeah, maybe that's not the West Des Moines I'm thinking of. Maybe it's I, east, but you're, you're from Vegas. I'm from Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Is it East Des Moines the ghetto? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I just know West Des Moines is uh, where Urbandale is. Well, I the think. east east sides are always the ghetto. East of 
like the Mississippi. Hmm. Right, St. Louis. Louis. Interesting. East Palo Alto is pretty rough. East LA is so, well, not hipsters, but East St. Louis is like the scariest place in the East world. East St. Louis is awful, um, you know. But then you have East, like East East Nashville. East, there's East, East Dubuque, East Louisville, East Atlanta. What's East in Chicago? I don't lake. Know. That's a lake. It's the South Side. It's uh, <laughs> South Side. <laughs> the South Side is the East of Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, Barrett. Yeah. What is your science background? I have do? I have very little science background. Did you enjoy science classes? Uh, yes and no. Um, I I'm the, I'm the I hated class because it was class. Um, okay, even though sense. I've always just retained knowledge, I rarely did homework, but I always aced tests because I just remembered shit. Oh, that sounds. Good. And um, that would even out to be a B, which I said was passable. Nice. You know, like, and I was always good at math. I was always good at numbers and patterns and stuff like that. Sounds like you've had some class struggles. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but. Um, I just I, I didn't I didn't I wasn't really interested in knowledge until the time when you're it's not being fed to you. Sure, you know what I mean. It's just like the you thing come when to I, it on your terms. Yeah, when yeah. I get out of when I get out of high school and out of college, you're like, you know what? I'm going to read some of these novels I was supposed to. Did oh, you, this Dorian Gray thing is really good. Did you really go back and read some of the classics? Talk about Fifty Shades of Gray. No, no, Dorian. <laughs> Who said Fifty Shades? Did you say that? Is that what you're talking about? I didn't even see your mouth move. That was so <laughs> crazy Grant? to me. Uh, no, Dorian, a picture of him. I mean, I've heard Fifty Shades of Grey is good, but Baron, I didn't know you were so into it. I, oh yeah, I'm especially the Forty Fifth Shade. Oh nice, that's my favorite. What, what that's when it gets steamy. What's your name for that one? What the the name? Forty Fifth one. What do you the call 45th? that The Forty Fifth. It's called the West Des Moines. Uh, dark white. Ooh. Dark white. I like that. Uh, Grey is dark white. All right, I have a science questionnaire for you, real quick. We'll okay. just go through it. Oh, this is not going to go well. No, no, me. it's not questions. <laughs> it's just your opinions uh, or favorites that you have. Okay, let's do it. Science questionnaire, Baron yeah. Vaughn. Yeah. Question one. Favorite scientist? Would you consider psychology a science? A science? No, scientist. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Scientist. Favorite scientist. But would you consider psychology oh, I a see. science? Okay, I see. I guess. Um, probably this guy named Edward Bernays. Okay. Edward Bernays. He makes Least, good... Here we go. <laughs> Got to keep it going. Do, I have, keep to, this do going. I have to tell you who he is? Nope. Don't need that. I kind of want to. I, I think the All listeners right. would be interested to know why. Phil, listen. Who's Edward? Who's Edward Grenays? Edward Bernays is the. Uh... <laughs> okay, Bob <Jesus> Grenays. <laughs> Well, first of all, he came up with this delicious sows. Oh. Um, no, it's spelled differently. He's the uh, nephew of Freud, of Sigmund. What? And he uh, is the inventor of modern advertising. He's That's the cool. first agent. He invented the term public relations. He changed it from propaganda. There is an interesting documentary about him called Century of the Self. A real Dick Whitman, huh? Yeah. Well, actually, he's, he's, he, Dick Whitman's the second wave. Oh. Bernays was literally the first. He's the guy who changed us from a, a needs-based society to a desire, desires-based society. Okay, this is actually really good. I'm sorry I'm shitting on this. This is very interesting. <laughs> no, anyway, go ahead. But wait, I, I want more about this you, Bernays. Like, what, what do you mean he, he, cha- he, he created modern advertising? Like, did he, did he start it just... He gave it a spin and made it into a thing that's a positive instead of just propaganda, like he was saying. It turned it well, into it, it, it's it'll, that, it's it'll that, make that, you feel this way, not it provides this. Exactly. Oh, cool. Exactly. He's kind of the, the, uh, the guy who created the idea of if you... Buy this product. It says this and this and this about you. He took his uncle's teeth. Where's he and, from? England? Um, uh, Germany, I think. Germany. Oh, yeah. It would make sense, I guess. He I was, yeah, he was it. Sigmund's nephew. So but, he wanted to bang Sigmund's sister, according to Sigmund. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Who didn't? And he's the reason that <laughs> Freud became big in America. He's the guy who got his uncle's um, writings really? published in the States. Really? Oh, That's yeah. nuts. So I'm curious. This is your favorite. Uh, does that mean that you do you appreciate this menu, this society of, um, of manufactured needs Well, that when we I have, say favorite, or? I don't necessarily agree with what it is that he invented, but I see the importance of it. 
you see his, his magnitude is what was impressive. His magnitude, to you. Yeah. exactly. That's true. He's impact, impacted everything about our lives. If that's the if that's what he did, mm-hmm. yeah, for better or for worse. But maybe 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 Ray Kurzweil actually is my favorite. Oh scientist. yeah, you love singularity. We'll get to yeah, that in a we'll minute. Get that. All right, least favorite scientist. Question two. Least favorite scientist. Um, George Washington Carver. No. Um, <laughs> Yucko Yuckles. Um, uh, least favorite scientist. Oppenheimer. Oh. Makes sense. But you know what? He Oppenheimer really meant- was also his least favorite scientist. Yeah. No, he was conflicted about what he was doing. Right. He wasn't like he wasn't a bad dude. Well, you know, I once didn't his posted, wife kill himself. I posted something I on Twitter it, about Kurzweil once, and then I got responses from this guy. Ah, he's the worst since Oppenheimer. No, his wife didn't oh. kill himself or something. Uh, there was there was somebody who made, whoever created mustard gas. Uh, Jacob mustard. Bill mustard. Yeah. Kyle gas and Jacob mustard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like. Uh, he, whoever invented this or whatever, um, he set off in like World War One. I, I, I got this is very like vague. Uh, I, I heard pants, this long time seat ago. Seat of the pants history from Brooks. Uh, fine, yeah. yeah, so he like releases mustard gas. It kills all these people, and uh, he's like goes home and he's like strangely kind of proud of it. Like he's like into it, and his wife went and killed herself because she was like, "How can you like that? That's crazy." Ooh. She went and killed himself. And then years later, they found documents that she was inventing ketchup gas. Oh, and it turns out it was a. I don't know where I'm going with this, guys. I just started talking. It I was didn't a have an condiment. Ending. It was. I a, do that a lot. Condiment-based gas uh, premise, feud. right? But I had no, yeah. you know. It would, it would have been the ultimate genocide barbecue. I really relished that joke. There it is. Put a nice little button on it. Also, it might have been him that killed himself and not his wife. I really don't know why I told that story. No, no, I like it. I like it. I only know about Oppenheimer from reading about him in Outliers. I mean, I know I knew about him a little bit, but it was interesting to. I don't know him. What did he do? I don't know. He was one of the guys behind the Manhattan Project. Yeah, and immediately regretted it as most of them did. His famous quote: "I'm." Shiva, right? Um, no, I think that I, was Shiva. Wait, wait, no, what's the, uh, what's the, um, Isn't that the one he was the god, the god of destruction? Damn, He's no, like, I am um, Shiva, the god of destruction. That's Shiva. But, but that's a Shiva quote. I can't look he this quoted, up. No, but Shiva said, I no, am but Shiva. There's, uh, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Look it Shiva up. Look it up. Did Shiva say that he was Shiva? There's something, I am... So, I am uh, Shiva, the god... The, like, destroyer of worlds. A destroyer of worlds. I don't know. Is that what it is? Yeah. Because that was his response to him him helping create that. All right. This reminds me of... Real quick. But he did have six arms. I don't know if you knew that. That's true. Did you play the That's uh, why he was able to like do all the projects in Manhattan. Quick shout out to one of my favorite ga- video games, Braid. Did you ever play Braid? Yeah, I got that at home. Did you beat it? No, I Cuz it's I, got it hurt my head a little bit. It's 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 a love it's the 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 plot line is weird. It's about like this this uh the, the relationship the guy fucked up but also about the Manhattan project. If you finish oh, the whole thing, Jesus. yeah, there's um Oh. What is the quote? Come on. Uh, all right, we'll keep going while you look this it. up. Yeah. yeah, look at that. A favorite element. Favorite element, um, manganese. Oh, I like it. Uh, I am here. It is. I am become death, the destroyer of worlds, which might have been a read. Really? Have else. become death? I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Sounds like some broken English. That's got to be a typo in the requote. No, that's why it's weird. It's a weird it was phrasing. A drunk Oppenheimer it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was clearly. All right. So wait, Shiva said that? Um, no. No, I know. No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. uh, oh, actually, my favorite element is unobtainium. Oh, it's tough to get. It's really hard to obtain. We gotta get it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, you have to remake Pocahontas okay. in space if you want your own. Oh, here we go. Here, you guys were all right. Miko, I'll give you the full the full background of the story of worlds Love thing. Miko, um, it's a Oppenheimer quote about the atomic bomb. I am become death, destroyer of worlds, which was itself mistakenly quoted from a verse in the Bhagavad Gita. Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Boom. Clear it up. Okay. All right. Back yeah. to the quiz. Yeah. Favorite Australian animal. Favorite Australian animal? Dingo. I like it. Nobody said, nobody said dingo. All right. Favorite constellation? Favorite constellation? Orion. 
It's That's been the to, answer yeah. almost Everybody every time. No one's right. gone okay. Big Dipper. Everyone's Little been Dipper. Right. Oh, <laughs> all right. I feel like the Dipper's a minor. Best experiment you did in school. Like, do you remember any cool experiments that like have stayed with Baron to adulthood? Where you're like, man, that was cool. You mean an actual scientific experiment? I've done many a social experiment. <laughs> any experiment you want. Wow. Um... Uh, well, I experimented a little in college, but not so much in uh, the Waka Waka. Okay, um, I, I can't. Go on. I feel like I didn't. I, I didn't do enough. Again, it was I. I, I uh, reneged on doing classwork. Any volcanoes? Did you do any volcano? All right. No. Did you ever tell you about some... this time? I was. Uh, they made me a prison guard at Stanford. <laughs> and uh... I, you know what? <laughs> I'm with you, Zimbardo. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, you're with me. I yeah. still think yeah. about this thing I tried to do in a sixth grade science fair that was about. Um, Running shoes. Oh. I was trying to determine what running shoe was the best and what determines a good running shoe. That sounds like an incredibly expensive experiment for yeah. a sixth grader. No, I didn't buy a bunch of running shoes. <laughs> no, I know, but you're like, well, these are all, these are the running Basically, shoes. Basically, I just ripped a bunch of pages out of Consumer Reports. And- <laughs> 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 uh, all right. Largest, you- e- largest explosion you've ever been a part of? Largest explosion? Yeah. I've ever directly been a part of? You've seen... Your buddies have done? Well, I grew up in Vegas, and Vegas um, explodes buildings to make room for new buildings, and it's always like a city event. Oh, okay. So it's, it's always like uh, people will go out and like, oh, they're going to explode the dunes or something. <laughs> wow. and then oh, yeah. People will stand by it, or they'll watch it off a television. Watch it off? Watch it on the television. <laughs> um, so I, I, re- I remember that happening a bunch of different times when I was uh, a kid. Just watching um, buildings explode, implode from the inside, and uh, being like, hooray. Dude, is that an honor that they let somebody have, the way that you let somebody like cut a ribbon at a building of a actually, thing? Or dig a thing, remember, can the person push the little... Yeah, I'd want to be that there's person. Always, there's a ceremonial like hitting of the TNT lever, <laughs> yeah. or whatever wow. the heck it is. They should make, yeah. the, guy, the, coyote they should make the architect uh, stand there and cry while it happens. <laughs> 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 I worked so hard on the building. Why didn't? Just, why'd you let Elvis shoot holes in the ceiling? They just let Dean Martin cast like a cigarette butt into a thing that like lights oh, the building yeah. on fire. Have yeah. you seen that Lonely Island sketch? Cool guys don't look at explosions. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very funny. It's it was uh, the original Lonely Island or SNL Lonely SNL Island? SNL Lonely Island. It's just a music video that's just called Cool Guys Don't Look at Explosions. Well, I'll look it up now. Uh, but, by the way, do- we just glossed over something. You wanted us to follow up with that when you asked about the original Lonely Island. What did that refer to? I feel like you wanted no. us to. Oh, no. They, no, the I mean, original, before they were on SNL, they yeah, did a bunch of funny stuff. Oh, I thought you meant there was already some other comedic group before. No, no, no. Before they joined SNL, they were they yeah. were already already had a big internet presence. Like, yeah. They did the Boo and stuff. I heard, yeah, I had heard of them because the of Channel boo 101, so yeah. well, way, way back. Um, you were talking about, you get to watch that on TV. I watched on T- I watched this documentary. They put all the ESPN 30 for 30s on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I watched that, the episode, well, I guess it's not an episode, the documentary called like June 17th, 1994. It's just about the day OJ went missing. Yeah. I had no idea any of that because I was eight. So like, I just was like, oh, yeah, OJ tried to, in my head, the, my, my whole life, I was like, OJ tried to drive to Mexico. <laughs> That's what I thought happened. I didn't know that he was trying to drive home to kill himself. Is that what? Oh yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. that either. Yeah, I he's that. he's like he wrote he wrote oh, a suicide God. note. He's like, just let me go home. Let me let me go home and do this at my own house. So he literally pulls into his own house and is like sitting in there with a gun and shit. Right, and, and, and Al Cowlings just topped him or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, they went and in and got AC him. AC was driving the Bronco. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen Cato Kalen do sets around town? No, I've no. Seen him around. Oh. Actually, yes. Yeah. At the Westside Comedy Theater, I was on yeah, a show. He's, that he was he's on. around. He seems nice. 
He seems I, I've nice. heard he's a good guy. I yeah. actually I remember like I know that genuinely him. laughing at a few of his jokes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was so upset with myself. Really? I was like, <laughs> no. no. Now why did I do this? Well, I mean, what, I don't, That's I, also how I feel when I watch all of you perform. <laughs> sure. Ba-boing. Fuck you, man. At least we're making you laugh. I'll take the compliment. Hey. Like, that's fine. Do you guys remember where you were at, when this happened? Yes. Actually, I remember it was very specific. I, I went over. I was just literally talking about this the other day. Uh, I had these two friends in uh, Vegas named Askia and Fareed. Um, Askia, who recently um, got in touch with me on Facebook. Anyways, they had moved to Vegas from South Central, and then they decided to move back. Uh. It's like, oh, my mom's going to take us back to South Central. I was like, why? <laughs> That's the worst idea I've ever heard. Oh, we still like it better than here. Huh? But I remember going to see, uh, because it was right at the end of the Bulls dynasty, when the Rockets oh, yeah, took yeah. over, remember? Right, right. And Hakeem Olajuwon was like my, my favorite basketball yeah, player this is, at the time. This is all happening during the NBA Finals. Exactly, because I went over to a ski and Fareed's house to watch the Finals. I was psyched up. And then we turned on the TV. It was like White Bronco, White Bronco. I was like, "What the hell's What the yeah. hell's going on? Where's the oh, game?" Yeah. And then we just sat there and watched the White Bronco and kind of yeah. They show a lot of footage unfold. of um, Bob Costas like calling the finals, and he's just very like, "I'm sorry, we know what's happening, but this basketball game is going on. We're going to show you this basketball game." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think eventually they did show the basketball yeah, game. Yeah. Why would they not? It's not like it was 9/11. You know, this was one dude wanted whoa, for whoa, whoa. murder. This is pre 9/11 world. This is true, but there was still great. It was the biggest media happened. thing ever, man. I, know, I remember was, as an eight-year-old in Iowa. Know, in hindsight, it's crazy that. It do you was. remember what news was before nine eleven? It was just <laughs> scandal after scandal. Yeah. It was the invention of court TV, which was around the OJ trial. Oh, that's true, yeah. And yeah. it was all like, who slept with Clinton, and you know Jennifer Flowers, and some other senator or lawyer that slept with. I remember Corey know. Hart on the monkey business. I know that's not his name. That's yeah. all it was. It was just. It was just like scandal and sensation after sensation, and then nine eleven was like, oh. This is something real. Yeah. But I guess yeah. we can't do that. We were just talking show? about this with Augie last week about how, do you guys remember that leading up, into, until, leading up to 9-11, 2001, there was like the week before, or the week of 9-11, the Time Magazine cover story was the summer of the shark, because there had been a few more shark attacks that summer. Yeah, that was <laughs> that the worst was, thing that had happened. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, we got to get into some Let's, science. Are there we more, are there more um, questions? No, that's it. You aced it. You passed. <laughs> Nine and... But out of a hundred, did I of base it though as well? Yeah, you, okay, a, you ace you were, of base. You it. were right about your test taking skills. Like you have an innate ability to just nail something. You don't have to prepare. Um, okay. You can just walk into it. So well Thanks, done. Beaches. Hey Jesse, did you do the quiz yet? We can run through it real quick if you want. Uh oh, do it, Jesse. I want no, you to let's, do it. No, let's just get to those things, man. <laughs> All right, let's. Well, I feel bad. All right, let's do you it. You want to start it off, or should I? Uh, I'll start it off with. Um, you know, you start off. I haven't even read up on anything. I got to read while you're doing it. Okay. Well, uh, this Shambles. is. This might not be related to anything that happens in our lives yet, but um, there is a recent study that showed how super fertility may actually be responsible for women who have recurrent miscarriages. There Wait, was a super fertility? Super, you are, in fact, too fertile, and that's responsible for having multiple miscarriages because um, recurrent miscarriages, which are defined as losing three or more pregnancies in a row, affect about one in 100 women, at least in the UK, where this UK and Dutch study um, was was conducted and doctors at princess Anne hospital in southampton and the university medical center utrecht in the netherlands took samples from the wombs of six women who had normal fertility and six who had recurrent miscarriages and then they created these um these channels lined with the womb cells and then passed high quality and low quality embryos i don't know how they define those but some embryos that are more likely to survive and ones that aren't mm-hmm. passed them through that channel and ideally the woman's body is supposed to be like this this embryo is garbage don't Im- don't implant this one. It's not going to last. But these women who are like super fertile, their uh, their uterine cells um, 
would grab onto even the poor quality embryos. But how did they get pregnant? Was it legitimate or illegitimate rape? Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Aiken. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. God, I, did, I mean, I heard that firestorm and then I saw... <sighs> him say that and I was like oh my god <laughs> I was just like I was like dude you're, you're really ugh. I didn't actually see the clip of him saying it I imagine he just kind of trails off towards the end when he realizes there's just kind of systems in place to checks and balances uh, <laughs> no he uh, no he very matter of fact did you see uh, do you guys have you watched Kamau Bell's show at all that's no, where I no. saw I had um, I I DVR'd Louie and then Kamau's Kamau's sh- opening joke opening joke was about it was like, that like I got a question for uh, Todd Aiken um, if a woman can't get pregnant from uh, legitimate. If a woman can only get pregnant, if a woman can't get pregnant from legitimate rape, then why are there so many light-skinned black people walking around Alabama? <laughs> <That's great. laughs> that was that was the opening. Yeah, joke. And I was like, whoa, right. Jesse couldn't be more Check bored me. by it. No, 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 no. That's just Jesse's face. Looks bored. I just don't think that white guys can legitimate rape. <laughs> That's true. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, in, I think Kamel's it's a it's a false premise. It's called manifest destiny. Oh. No, that's a dumb. That was pun. a stretch. Was anyway, stretch. continue, like continue what you're well, saying. That was most of the, of the study actually. There's an interesting thing. Is that the they're fact super that super fertile? They're super fertile, which is actually the problem. Um, it, the, it's, the problem is not that they can't carry, but because they are so fertile that they allow embryos which would normally not survive to ah, implant. Okay. And when poor embryos are allowed to implant, they may last long enough in cases of recurrent miscarriage to give a positive pregnancy test, but they're not going to so their bodies the body's just going to fertilize any embryo it sees any it's like fuck it dude we were, or yeah. otherwise. we're doing so good this quarter yeah yeah let's just grab onto whatever we can we can get Interesting. so um also i love sometimes the end of these articles but uh, they have actual quotes from the scientists because sometimes they're just totally out of character with the tone of the piece so this is like talking to this is a piece that would speak to women who have gone through this tragedy this horrible thing multiple miscarriages mm-hmm. and uh dr Siobhan quendi from the university the the royal college obstetricians is and it Siobhan? is that how it's spelled yeah how do you pronounce that you're one? right is siobhan it, yeah okay it's, it's a, a weird, Kel- it's a celtic is that what it is i believe so they have a weird celtic language. you mean <laughs> it's no, larry larry bird okay calm down this doctor told the bbc this theory is really quite attractive it is lovely <laughs> it's a really <laughs> important paper that will change the way we think about implantation that's got to be a translation like from the Celtic? From no, Gaelic? from like, wh- where was she? Uh, the Royal College Obstetricians and Gynecologists with the AE that the British like to put in there. Uh, British. It's a British uh, doctor. Gyne? Gyne. You know how they do like aesthetician or anesthetician? Esthetician? Yeah. You mean, is it aesthetics? It's an A in the International Phonetic Alphabet. You're talking about British. I got to meet Mumford and Sons last night. Oh, nice. No, no, this makes me think of this. I was, I got... I got to go. I got to go because uh, with a with a friend of mine who is a, a reporter for Enemy. So we got to go to the side of stage or whatever. And then he comes over and knows her. And he's like, "Hey!" And then he goes to me, "Hey, what's up? I'm Marcus, and I'm really drunk." And I go, "I know, man. You're the best." That's all I said. I didn't. I was like, "Fuck, man. I missed. It. Could have been best friends with this guy, and now I totally ruined it." Yeah, I know, dude. You're great. What a fucking idiot. Who doesn't love to have a relationship start with someone telling you that you are the best? Yeah, That's man. That's a great way to start a friendship. Oh, Jesus. And well, then, at least you knew who he was. It, instead of later, you were like, oh, shit, that was so insane. He had just gotten off playing. I oh, was okay. just watching yeah. him play. And then he comes okay. over. I was like, yeah, I know, man. I just saw that. And then there was this other band there called The Very Best. And I was just hanging out like uh, backstage because she was interviewing people. And I just walk over to them. And they just played an awesome show. Yeah. And I just walked I love up. the vagueness of the description of the person you were with. <laughs> continue. Well, no, I, don't, I feel, I don't know if she yeah, wants yeah, to Just continue about. talking. Uh, I want to hear your story. I go over to the, this 
rap group, the very best, and they're great. And I just go, hey, you guys are great. What are we getting into tonight? That's what they open up with to this band who just got off stage. What are we, what's up? Where are we headed? And they were just like, oh, thanks, man. And this kind of looked at me, and I was yeah. like, oh, I'm pretty drunk, aren't I? So you were that guy. Oh, completely. Oh, like, awesome. Just so, just wow. like walking around. What's going on, guys? Just the worst. <laughs> I realized that I was that guy after after the fact. After they made they looked at me and I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm. So then I shut it down. I quit yeah. talking to people. <laughs> I think I was briefly that guy when I was 25. Yeah, 2002. No, I was yeah. just drunk. I mean, I was just super drunk and, and like I had nothing to. I didn't want to stand there. My phone was dead. I got nothing to do. So I just was like, I'm gonna go talk to those guys. They were just Why awesome. Not? See, my, my yeah. philosophy is you never know who anyone is. So I just stay inside to avoid everybody. I like it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, that just made you're like British. And I was like, oh, I made an asshole no, no, of myself. No, no, no. <laughs> in front of British people. Yeah. I made an asshole of myself this afternoon in front of Ed Norton. Uh-oh. Celebrity well, do, sighting. Do tell. It's not that great a story. I was just out paddleboarding with some friends. and uh, oh, Okay, that, you're already an ass. I'm already an ass, yeah. Right. Or, do you know this or not? That paddleboarders are, are reviled by surfers. Like, I surf. But uh, if you're a stand-up paddleboarder and you go to a surf break, they hate you because, for one thing, you can catch waves way before everyone else can. So you can just monopolize the whole break. Uh, so there's certain parts, certain beaches where, where paddleboarders aren't even allowed past a certain point. Like at first point in Malibu, there's a certain line marked in the sand, paddleboarders south of here, surfers north of here. Because there's, I mean, there's only so many spots you can surf, and we're in a crowded area, so you know you don't want paddleboarders coming in. But my friend has access to paddleboards. We were just going out just for the exercise. We weren't even going to go surf. But we ended up back at this break in Malibu, and there are only three people in the water. We're like, well, they're not going to care. We're not going to hit them. And then uh, I, I proceeded to get bitched out by Ed Norton's girlfriend, as it turns out. I didn't recognize Wow, we him. Did you, hit her? Did you beat her? No, no, no. They're like, you should not be here. I don't know if oh, he had no, dates a girl European? with it. Maybe it wasn't his girlfriend, but it was who was with it. And then, Ooh. then after we paddled away, my friend was like, "That was Ed Norton. You were right next to." I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even see. Do you guys ever heard, like hear of Gogo Bordello? Yeah, I yeah. love Ed Norton, man. No, it wasn't him. It was some. It was some girl with an Ariana Huffington accent. Who was I know, but it'd be awesome if you noticed. I'd be like, ah, uh, Ariana Huffington Ed is Norton. Greek. Isn't like, she? okay, if you could, if what would you say to Ed Norton if you could go back? I would. Not, I have nothing to say to him. I don't love his work that much. I'd just be like. Hey, I know what you got. I wouldn't even acknowledge. I know. I would say hello. I've made it clear. You got to go. Hey, Ed. What are we getting into tonight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's why you do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you like about him so much? What's he done that's great? I don't know. It's just I think he's. he's a I, think he's legit. I think he's awesome. I think he's a legitimate he's a, actor. Yeah, he's no, probably absolutely. A good guy, but American it, History X. Uh, okay, the first don't movie, that, the movie that created his career, Primal Fear. Yes, what? those are fine. American what? History X is one of the most overrated movies of all time. American History X is so. Like I've seen it once and I like special. it. I can agree with that. Yeah, it's, I've seen that. it once and I, I enjoyed it. it. I'm here's sorry. here's what movie. I would say uh, to Ed Norton if given the chance. I would say, Ed, the Hulk, why? <laughs> well, and he would he would go. Oh, you know he was he, let go. Ten million dollars. He was, wait, he that was, wasn't his choice to not be the Hulk. Wait, go on. Totally. Did you know this? You're looking at me. I can't tell. For no, the, I don't know why Avengers? he did the Hulk. I think he's saying oh, why he do it. Well, he got fired from the Hulk. Ruffalo was a great Hulk. Ruffalo is awesome. Think, I think yeah. Ruffalo might have been the best Hulk on film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. I, I, it's a combination of things, and we can look this up to confirm, but it was like, I believe that um, the Marvel brass felt he was too meddlesome in the post-production oh, process okay. on the Hulk movie that he did, and they, uh, were, they feared that ego in the process of the other egos they had to handle sure. the Avengers movie. Absolutely. I like picturing the producers describing him as meddlesome, also like taking off what the mask. What do you mask. think about that Edward Norton kid? I think he's a little too meddlesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He likes to finick and the knickknacks. Hey, listen, kid, you got a good face. Don't ruin things for yourself. <laughs> um, That's the exact like, voice we were doing. I mean, they did that with Terrence Howard in Iron Man, too. 
You know, oh, really? Cause but he's, he's a, a nightmare. Terrence Howard is crazy. crazy. He's legitimately yeah. crazy. Yeah, but I'm just saying they have a short fuse already. They, yeah. they're probably he's a crazy repeating. person. Full blown. Um, I, I saw, didn't even know you could meddle in post. Yeah. If you're Ed Norton, you got to poke around up, in there. If you show up to where they're editing stuff and you're just like, do this, do that. If you start giving the director notes. Uh, what? You're done. It, it should be in your contract. Like, the security could take you out. Yeah. I feel like if I was making a film, you know what I mean? It'd be that, that specifically in yeah. there. It's like when we rap. Go fuck yourself. Actors are done. Like good, yeah. good luck. I hope you win an Oscar if I do my end of the deal now. But like, get get away from me. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie the other day, uh, Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah, I saw that. I heard good things. Cried a lot. Did I could cry. Well, I fought it so hard, but I couldn't help. No, what happened was uh, the night before. I had to. It was like uh, a girlfriend moved out and took the dog, and I was like bawling oh, over that. No. And uh, then um, my friends are like, "Hey, let's go to the movies." And I was like, "Okay." And I do. So, I do the same thing. I did the same thing. Break break up. You go to a movie. Yeah, yeah go within twenty four hours, you go to Beast a movie. Of the Southern Wild is a, that's an emotional. No, and it was. I had no idea that it was about. I didn't know what it was about. I was like, I don't know what it is, but I just want to be with friends. So I went. It just. Like shaking, like <laughs> like convulsing, crying. It was the saddest movie I've ever it's seen. It's a sad movie, and it's very, very epic, and I love it because I, because Terry Gilliam is one of my favorite directors. That's it who directed feels, it? No, no. Oh, oh, oh. It just feels very Gilliam. It was wow. good. It's a really good movie, but it's so sad. Was Every- it a fun kind of like re- – not fun. That's what no, I'm it wasn't was it, fun. No, was it like – the kind of cry where afterwards, like, oh, that was good. No, all that. I was, was devastated. Oh, like, right. <laughs> uh, like right towards the end, like it, it really peaks up, and I just go really loud. I go, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> well, you know, you might you might find it triumphant. I liked it. Now, what like are we getting it? into? Good cry. Now, what are we getting into, guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see that little girl. Hey, what's going on? Great and Beasts of the Southern Wild. What are we doing tonight? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, you and me. You're seven, but an old yeah. seven. You're a good actor. Um, all right, let's move on to the next story. It's science. Bill Nye, the science guy, yeah. uh, is pleading to grown-ups. That's what it says, grown-ups. <laughs> Not adults. I don't know why we're calling them grown-ups because in this he's on a kid, Because it's a kid's show. So yeah, he says, but he's, a, he's a sketch comic in he, Seattle. Yeah, he pleads to grown-ups not to push creationism on children. Um, and he says, your world just becomes fantastically complicated when you don't believe in evolution. Hmm. Uh, and he says, and I say to the grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it because we need them. We need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers for the future. Um, Thank you, Bill Nye. Yeah, that's great. Slam dunk. Bill Nye's a pretty cool dude. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. 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 My problem with evolution, though, guys... Is not true. Is that it's not true? No, I think so a God lot of didn't it, make me from no monkey. I think it's mistaught. Okay, go really? On. I think evolution, in a general sense, is mistaught. Like what? It, what it is that Darwin actually didn't didn't say, and the things that he may have may have not gotten correct or wrong. I mean, the things that he have he has gotten wrong that uh. have been disproved that were disproved at his time that he agreed with aren't entertained. As much as everything that he said. Like, for instance, survival of the fittest. He didn't fucking say that. But everyone attributes that to him, right? right. Yeah. Right. It was some, totally some dude that. said it. Some economist said it. Just took – because at that time, what was it? Victorian England. Fucking – that was the apex of capitalism outside of what we're currently going into. But that's the whole – because I read this thing about um, Sherlock Holmes, and it was about how it, – it was a reaction to – because Victorian businessmen – they took advantage of fucking everybody. They sold stock in, in um, railroads that didn't exist. They would just swindle people left and right, right? So the economist, this economist— great, great vases, though. Yeah. yeah. This economist basically <laughs> took what 
um, Darwin was saying, and he took that and he applied it to the world of economy and capitalism. Okay. That it's a dog-eat-dog world and it's survival of the fittest, which is just – and really, in real life, you never hear anyone say – Survival of the fittest, man, unless they're justifying the dickiest right. behavior. They oh, yeah. yeah. It's always a justification. But it's, yeah. also, it's also something that Darwin didn't say. That wasn't really in what he said about evolution. But can right. I counter that by asking Boom. what is harmful about saying that? Because it does represent the concept of natural selection. That like All he's saying is mutations happen at random. And if, perchance, your mutation makes you better suited to survive until you can reproduce... Then that mutation is going to be passed I, on. See, that's I don't really remember. I don't remember learning that that's what evolution was in public school. I, I, I it seemed to me, and I, I believe very much in evolution. And it's, I mean, it's not a. I don't even think it's like a faith-based thing. It's weird to say I believe in it. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's just. Yeah, like, no, it it's a thing. But it's but just a thing. You have to, yeah. Um, but it's uh, yeah. Obviously, the genetic mutations, and they, you know, they. They carry on their genes and et cetera, et cetera. If it's a beneficial but one, you if live it's long a beneficial to, to reproduce, one. and if you don't, then it doesn't. Right. So, so that that yeah. is survival of the fittest. You know, there, there of, was yeah. a you know d- giraffes, uh, the the camelopod. Uh, you know, they used giraffes, to have short necks. Gi- giraffes and then have, one was born with a freaky neck. No, they it, they stretch their necks out because their food's high. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but this is what I'm saying. No, I'm fucking around. That's, I'm saying. No, that's, I know. That's what the people used to think. No, but what I'm saying is that's the way I learned evolution. In school, maybe it's because I went to really weird southern public schools, but these weren't religious schools or anything. Yeah. But I was taught like adaptation and things like that. But it's still as if it was conscious of itself. Oh, okay. Like it was in, within, within each generation, one might happen. Something might happen during the, the lifespan of an organism versus just a random thing happens at birth. It's either good or bad for it. Right. Yeah. yeah it okay. would be like they the, like as if the giraffes realize they need longer necks right. and try right. really hard yeah. to get longer necks. Yeah. Isn't that called like a runaway evolution? Runaway theory, something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, Project Runaway. We should. Uh, <laughs> very, uh... I do. This, this actually. This is the point that um, Kirk Cameron and his Australian Uh-oh. mustachioed cohort. I'm sorry, you just brought Kirk Cameron into a discussion about evolution. Because I love this shit. If you go to his site, or at least we quit taking used photos to be of able me? to do this. The whole podcast. Them. You've been taking photos of me. <laughs> there. <laughs> you signed up, Baron. When you came in, you signed the waiver, right? No photos what? of Jesse. No paparazzi. Yeah, I signed the yeah. waiver. I was like, I don't know which way. I've got I go. four-year-old credits. Can you not take photos of me? <laughs> okay. Right. What were you going to say? And you've seen your next, your next guest has featured at improvs everywhere. <laughs> Clubs and colleges across the country. Um, so there used to be a site, maybe there still is, called thewayofthemaster.com that was Kirk Cameron's site where he was putting forth his creationist propaganda and anti-evolution stuff. And he and his Australian buddy would have these uh, longer videos where they would they're hosting it as if it's some kind of talk show. Then they would throw to like man in the street interviews where they would, they would prove creationism and disprove evolution by asking the man in the street to explain evolution. And just by the fact that the average person doesn't understand evolution, yeah. that was proving their point. Like, no, you're just talking to someone who just didn't pay attention in school and doesn't actually understand it. That's the reason they're saying these things that are uh, sure. Yeah. But uh, that's, the, I mean, but that, that, that's in a way it's almost more important to me that, that, what we believe to be evolution um, is as important as what it actually is because if something is mistaught and misunderstood on a large scale, you have to entertain what those implications are. 
and you have to entertain the bigger picture of what people are being told and what they believe to be true because right. they apply it to their lives and they move forward with that philosophy. Yeah. But I doubt it's that much formal schooling getting it wrong as much as it is just like the pop culture version of evolution is this pat thing that if you just accept it on a surface level, you'll, you'll, cre- you'll fill in the gaps yourself with, mm-hmm. with bullshit that's incorrect probably because few people are going to actually go and read what the, detail, the details of what the mechanisms that make evolution happen are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're right. People are underinformed about it, but it's up to – I don't know if it's up to the schools or just up to like – Get one of those groups that puts up those billboards that has like integrity, pass it on, and have them teach evolution. <laughs> integrity, on those, pass it on. On those billboards? I don't know how you get I like how, how do you educate adults on science? I don't know. I like how, um, uh, um, I mean, plate tectonics was still like a, a theory, you know? Uh, right. They're like, well, we're not positive. And then, like, as a kid, I'm like, but look at the map. Yeah, but it's also, like a puzzle. There's even those <laughs> pieces go to South America, sticks out where Africa goes in. There's Come e- on! There's and even India the mistaken. Was upside down. Right. Yeah. There's the mistaken idea that the word theory means we're not sure about it. Like people don't even understand the the, the wording within science. Right. Like the theory of evolution is not just like that word doesn't imply a theory. That means it's a Basically, set of of tested. What we're saying is that there's more magic in science than we like to yes. entertain. Yeah. Right. Come um, on. I saw Thor. I like it's it. A lot of magic I in science. Hated Thor, actually. I like you the Superman two ness of it in the desert town when. They're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better. The second viewing Thor. Okay. And I watched Superman 2 earlier today. I'm excited for the new Superman just because I'm like, I want to see Superman Crabfish completely. Superman has a beard now? Oh my God, why does he? You haven't seen the new trailer? No, I just saw the one when it's just he shoots up. Oh, he's got a beard. It's the same trailer. He's crab fishing. It's great. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, he's he's the deadliest catch. Yeah. It it looks like a gene (laughs) commercial. That's what my friend said. I totally agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. We got to go to the next story. Next next story. Let's do this. Okay. Well, uh, this is barely science, but, well, actually, maybe I'll do the one that's more science. Um, Forensic tests can predict hair and eye color from DNA. Mm. This is something that could be useful at crime scenes. It turns out if you find uh, DNA of a suspect, scientists can, with reasonable accuracy, figure out uh, what the hair color and. eye color of the suspect would be. Which, they don't quantify what reasonable is. Well, no, they do. They do. Um, so uh, predicting phenotypes, which are the outward traits, such as hair color, eye color, from DNA information is an emerging field in forensics. And um, brr, 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 let's see. This, uh, this was a test conducted by, it's called the Hersiplex, Hersiplex system that could allow investigators to narrow down a large group of possible suspects. Um, the test includes the 24 currently best eye and hair color predictive DNA markers. Hmm. And um, the test is very sensitive and produces complete results on even smaller DNA amounts than usually that are usually used for forensic DNA profiling. And they were able to accurately detect, um, let's see, the prediction accuracy was 69.5% for blonde hair, 78% for brown, 80 for red, and 87.5% for black hair color. So even in this test, the black man can't get a break. It's his... Uh, <laughs> uh, Baron laughing. Baron's laughing. Waka, waka, waka. Okay. Or a person with black hair, hair in general. But um, So yeah, these tests, I guess, this used to be raven-haired criminals. But actually, the, the red's pretty high also. Um, the team was also able to Usually, determine... Usually, if, if you're at a crime scene, it, it was a red-headed person that did it. Oh, of course. Well, normally, the DNA they find at a crime scene is a hair. So I don't understand. Actually, that's really true. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Well, this <laughs> DNA evidence is there. pointing strongly to blonde. <laughs> right. just what a, pretend what, what test are you using? A... It's a blonde hair. <laughs> 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 like, these guys are they are kind of stupid, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, let's... 
They were also able to predict uh, with about good tests, Mark. <laughs> we find the hair, we could tell the color of it. That's yeah, what yeah. That's, that's <laughs> a fifty percent chance they can tell the semen color yeah. from the oh. DNA. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, ooh. listen, eighty percent chance we're going to know what the suspect looks like once we have him. It's going to be great. We'll be able to get a picture of him. <laughs> if we can get the, uh, the, we'll see how much he matches the one we drew. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of sketch artists, Uh-oh. oh my god. I watched your reel the other day. This is the funniest scene. I can't believe it didn't what? make it in the movie. You were in the movie The Other Guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, with Wait, Will Ferrell. You were in The Other Guys? Yeah, that's but right. But the scene got cut, but it was the funniest scene. I got to yeah. watch it. I was in a scene in The Other Guys, and yeah, I got cut from the movie. It was, it you was, were looking at a sketch artist. That was the best part. Picture yeah, that was the best part of uh, telling people I was in it. <laughs> Just like, hey, I watched this movie. Where were you? I didn't see you. Is it on the DVD extras? Can you watch it? It is on the there? DVD extras. So watch, yeah. rent the DVD of the other guys. It's also a funny movie. What's like the, the premise for some of reason? The I have that on Blu-ray. I have the nice. other guys. I don't know nice. why. I don't have any Blu-rays. But I remember I was like, I want to see this movie, and I had like and the highest definition. No, and possible. I had like a twenty-dollar Best Buy gift card. I was like, fuck, I don't want to get the other guys. And then I got it. and I was like, I mean, it's a good movie. I thought it was maybe if you were funny. in the part that I watched, I would have rewatched it. But I was like, fuck, now I just have the other guys on Blu-ray forever. <laughs> hey, this is science based. What's the difference between Blu-ray and, and just a DVD? I don't Five know. Five times the memory. Blue laser versus a red laser. Sure. So a Blu-ray actually has five times the memory of a regular DVD. Okay. And do you remember the uh, brief, brief moment we had HD DVD? Yeah. My brother had one of those, and he went all in. Oh, so no. many HD DVDs yeah. at his house. HD so DVDs aren't HD. No. No, the most they can do is, is I think, yeah, 480. But a Blu-ray player... Okay, I was unaware of that. A Blu-ray player can, can kind of upgrade the signal of a DVD to make it kind of hd It does make it look better. It does make it look better. But, it is, but it's it, like the interpolating. The information isn't there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, remember it's... because I remember reading an article about this when it was supposed to come out in The Economist because it was a thing about how when DVD came out... Um, Where'd you get that pipe? What what pipe? When you started smoking, you're talking about right 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 waka waka waka. Um, that because bit. I have stocks in it, and I read the Daily Mail. I, I'm going to go to Trinity Hall, Cambridge. I know. A lot of people talk about the Economist. Whatever, motherfuckers. Um, we were I just quoting this, the Up movies. I'm sorry. This article was supposed to. Ha- I remember it saying, "Oh, Blu-ray and HD DVD are coming out this time," and it took like a good another six months before it was announced. But the whole thing was about like when the DVD came out. And um, what happened behind it, which was a couple different companies came up with different things. Sure. And then the movie studios demanded a single format. So the people combined it, and that became what was the DVD. But, like, the menu was was part of a different format, but then there was a thing that was a different. So they just put it together, and that became the DVD because the studios asked for one. Uh, One format. But what happened with HD DVD and Blu-ray, HD DVD was three times the uh, the quality right. of a, a DVD and Blu-ray was five times the quality. And the whole thing was... Just the density is the, the amount of information that the disc could hold? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a can DVD they... can hold times five times as much memory as a DVD, et cetera, et cetera. So what happened was that different studios had different stake in each format. So they were just going to put them out and let them compete. And the difference was, even though Blu-ray... Blu-ray was owned by Sony... That was their technology, and only Sony movies were coming out on Blu-ray. Okay. HD DVD had three studios behind it, so the whole thing was, okay, well, Blu-ray is higher quality, but HDVD has three times the amount of titles. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Then, and then nobody gave a shit about HD DVD. It was all about Blu-ray. Also- So it was chosen by the market. Like it the was chosen by the market, chose, and Blu-ray okay. is just snappier. 
Blu-ray is a lot. Sad. It's a Blu-ray. Name. It's a good HD name, DVD. Yeah. Like you're saying, I like, I like to. Yeah. I like to do a guy who still doesn't think that war's over. It's coming, man. Yeah. People are still into HD DVD. I'm I can't find my, them. I'm keeping my beta. Uh, my beta is going to be here. Well, it's going to so, be great. So Blu-rays are just they're just HD. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. but the word HD is also like a thing that's been thrown around a lot. Technically, you can call something HD even if it's just 480p, just 480 yeah. progressive. But 720, 480, 10E, these are all standards that are considered HD. 1080p is supposed to be – they call it true HD. Yeah. They call right. it true HD, but it, it obviously – it still goes higher. I mean, you, like movies are 4K, right. so I want to know when that's coming on a screen. Because if I – you know, if I pull up just the just the pixels, if I pull up a 1920 by 1080 window in my computer, yeah, you know, it's one of the new IMAX. It's like there's still room left. It's like if you full screen right. it, it has to interpolate that to make it full screen. But there's still room left. Like we we can go bigger. We can always go. We bigger. can always go bigger. But yeah, the question is, at what point does it become diminishing returns for the average person? Because I actually I worked in this field for five years in Portland. I worked for a company that made. Di- image processing chips that go into projectors and TVs and stuff. So this would be all we would deal with is people who would, uh, we'd have to make all these high-end, in the early days of, of flat panel TVs, make these high-end TVs look good when an idiot plugs in the composite, that one yellow RCA right. jack, because people will buy these expensive things and then be like, what's the easiest way I can hook it up? Boom, done. No yeah, one, yeah. The average person does not understand image quality. They just plug it in like, okay, it's a big screen. Like People are idiots when it comes to this. And it was so frustrating because we had these video engineers whose entire jobs were to know all about making the image as perfect as possible. But all that mattered wasn't making it look good with the component or the HDMI input, but making it look good with the dumbest thing a person can plug in, which is what they're going <laughs> to do. So we had to deal with all this bullshit really with cool. like three two pull down when you have you know stuff that was shot twenty four frames a second it's then interpolated into sixty hertz interpolated you know where you have to like figure out how to make the original reconstruct the original frames from film in this sixty hertz video um, and then it looks awful because they're having this composite cable that has the the chroma and the luminance on the same well, there's, channel. There's so weird stuff, man. Like the... if it was filmed in England, it's 50 hertz. Well, right, because yeah. it's like there's a PAL system. So and it's PAL like... is better than NTSC. PAL is higher resolution. It's 525 lines instead of 480. There's all these things like this is we, great. VHS is worse than beta, and somehow VHS won the format yeah. wars. Yeah, it's, and in laserdisc, it's... that just disappeared. <laughs> yeah, remember that? What was the MP3 equivalent that's better? AIFF. Flock, flack? I don't know. You ever well, download a flack? Flack's too big. Whatever I, I can see mad a flack on torrent sites, I hate that. Yeah. What was the MP3? I mean, wave files, but those, those are, are too, really... That's just a straight... Waves are too big. big. Yeah, that's just, just straight from the CD. That's not... Yeah. All right. Like, we got to do... We got to right, right, move yeah, on. Next story, <laughs> and then we'll talk about Singularity, and then... Do it. Just mapping out, mapping out the arrest of this podcast. Map it. Okay, this one is about Nikola Tesla. Nikola Tesla. You mean David Bowie? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what you just said? It's, this is just that uh, people have ra- people need. So he did uh, he did all his experiments in three labs. One was in uh, New York City. Uh, one was in uh, well, no, one was in Long Island. One was in New York City, and one was in Colorado. We're getting robbed. Um, we're getting. Oh, oh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so, oh gosh, somebody just comes and takes all their mics. Yeah. Well, um, Okay, so he, he had these three labs. Yeah, people love Tesla. He did a shit ton. Yeah. He uh, he did. He worked like in radio, electricity, Tesla was the Bill Hicks engineering, of theoretical physics, sound <laughs> transmission. Yeah, yeah. Bill Hicks of science, I think, is what yeah. he claims. Um, anyway, he had three labs that he worked in all the time. Two of them have been destroyed. Uh, well, oh, plane. There's, it's all right. You can't hear it in these. Really? Uh, yeah, we're good. Good thing I said it out loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a plane going over our head right now. But, okay. There's one of Tesla's labs is still uh, up 
in Long Island, and it's $1.6 million to buy the property from a Belgian uh, multinational corporation that owns it. Ooh. And uh, Tesla fans everywhere have raised a million dollars. a lot of waffles. So they only need $600,000 more to buy this, muse- buy this place, and they're going to turn it into a Tesla museum. Awesome. Hmm. So I, it's like people have like who know about Tesla fucking love Tesla. Is it like a lot of the steampunk shit that, that makes people love like, like that whole like resurgence? Thing? 80s hair metal bands. <laughs> 80s I'm hair talking metal about the band. A Tesla museum, dude? <laughs> Tesla. You serious? <laughs> Just constantly blasting that cover of signs. Like that's right? the only thing I know that Tesla <laughs> did. I love that. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. The Tesla Museum. <laughs> Took off ah, my hat. Said, do this character. That. Uh, let's do this character more. Uh, you're the character who thinks that this is for Tesla. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're doing that Tesla Museum up in New York. People are really into it. Raised almost a million dollars for it. A Tesla Museum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are it's really Are you serious? Exc- in New York. Te- they're from St. Louis. Now, this is Tesla we're talking. Yeah, I mean, people are a really Tesla excited about Tesla Museum. Just totally dedicated a to te- Tesla. Debbie. Debbie. They're making a Tesla museum. What? A Tesla museum? A yeah. Tesla. Debbie, it's going to be great. Uh, That's I, our favorite brand. Yeah, well, I knew you guys we loved met Tesla. At Tesla. Oh, you guys met at Tesla? Yeah, we, we met built, at Tesla. We felt the electricity. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, she knows about both yeah, Tesla. Yeah. How, how is she aware? What are you talking about? I'm just talking about the feeling of charge from the music of Tesla. Uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just talking about the, the electric guitar going straight into my I, skull and my pores. You guys talking about Tesla Museum? You don't know how many women I have fingered to Tesla. <laughs> do 6.7 6.7 gigawatts uh i met nah i'm done with that character (laughs) you got bored with yourself i always do that i'm like yeah i committed too much i took a ucb class one time and i was supposed to jump into a pool of imaginary jello and i go i can't do it scene's over (laughs) (laughs) and the the, uh the the uh person teaching it was like who's the person uh, is billy merritt he's a great guy i know billy yeah. yeah he's really cool he was just like wait what you can't do that I was like, I, I can't do that. I can't. Get a fake jello, man. I just can't. Uh, and so that's why I don't really perform. I'm not an improv kid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I could teach you how to do that shit. You know, it just takes commitment. That's all it takes. I know. I, and I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't commit life. to it. No. Um, so, so yeah, they're, they're short six hundred grand or four hundred grand. Six hundred grand. Oh, okay, grand. I'm out then. I thought it was four hundred. Yeah, but you're right. Oh, People okay. who love Tesla really do love Tesla. Because I mean, yeah, he's the underdog of yeah. fucking science. Yeah, absolutely. In a sort of yeah. a way. That's. I mean, it's. It's people want to have their. You well, know, it's like eccentric. oh, uh, there might be Journey, but there's this other band that I like to know and heard of. Well, and Tesla. I mean, Tesla went for it. Like he researched time travel. He researched a bunch of things that are that seem, you know, that are crazy, right? But he. I mean, that's not, cra- I'm not but crazy. But he wanted to check but that he, shit out. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He wasn't. Um, I mean, he was kind of the definition of like, no, I can, I can do that. I can probably do that. Yeah, no, and, and plus, he, he had kinda, fun. Electricity all over the place. Like the yeah. pictures of what he did, it's just electricity shooting off shit. Yeah, it's fun. A, lightning he was bolts. like a showman. He was a wizard. Lightning bolts. He was like a wizard. What, was he? I forgot. Was he like he was uh, pro? I, I really don't remember this stuff, but I know that Edison was yeah. the guy who was a proponent of DC, right? Uh oh. <laughs> this is his band. Uh-oh. This is the band he founded. <laughs> wow, they really sound. They don't really sound like David Bowie that much. Not really. Yeah. 
Baby, you know I love Tesla. Uh, yeah, so... But was he the one who was who was pushing for AC when Edison was pushing for DC? Or was it somebody else who I was... Think the it was I think it was Tesla was the one who wanted the safer one. Well, and, and, well, and he wanted to give it away. But and Edison he wanted was, to dance the Astro. <laughs> Edison was like, electrocuting elephants right, yeah. White using... White Stripes, first record? Oh, alternating okay. current, right? <laughs> Wait, what were no you, you were quoting me. a White Stripes Te- song? Tesla does the Astro? Oh, I maybe, know. maybe Edison is ACDC. That's how I know that. Is yes, there was a fight over over AC and DC. Edison was pro DC. Are y'all fighting AC DC? <laughs> Te- hey, you guys, Tesla's fighting AC DC. Tesla's opening for AC DC. <laughs> no, they're they's gonna fight. Debbie, call Ticketmaster. Tesla and AC DC are gonna fight. Are gonna play music? No, they're fighting. They're gonna fight. They're straight up gonna fight each other. David Bowie's gonna be the ref. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> John C. Riley will be there because John also, Cena's going to be there. Played Tesla in Drunk History. John Cena's going to be there. John Cena, the wrestler. Uh, okay, uh, he's going to do so that thing in front of his face. He's going to do the you can't. I fucking went to SummerSlam last Sunday. It was the funnest day of my life. I'm not even kidding. Jesus, SummerSlam was amazing. Mike Burns, who was a guest on here, got us cooled. Tickets through his agency. Oh, okay. I didn't know if that was the end of the sentence. Uh, he got us cool. Got us finally, really, he got finally us cool. did it. Got us he cool. got us cool. We got, it couldn't be done. We sat in the, this box with the with uh, the brother of Nucky Thompson and Boardwalk Empire, and like that's like my fa- I love that show a ton. So uh, the brother of Rob, of, of Steve Buscemi. Eli Eli Thompson is his name in the show. Okay, I don't know I don't the actor's know. name. Oh, uh, but I got all excited. I'd been drinking because it's SummerSlam. Yeah. John Cena fu'd the big show. CM Punk pushed Cena out of the ring. Gets on, retains the belt. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bullshit. Let me get this straight. Someone's calling bullshit on professional wrestling. It's <laughs> almost like the uh, the match was decided what was going to happen beforehand. All right. We got to talk about singularity. And we then do. This is a great thing because rarely do we have a guest who comes with a topic they want to discuss. Like you, had, you, you were chomping at the bit, dare I say, chomping at the bit to come on this oh. podcast to talk about a scientific topic. I don't know you, if I was chomping. I saw I'm the pretty bit, sure it was a text. It. it was something <laughs> like, hey, Baron, want to come do the podcast? No, I, What's saw, it the, about? I saw the bit earlier, yeah, and it yeah. definitely What's the name of the character from Invisalign Boardwalk Empire? marks on it. It had to be. Uh, oh, no. Eli, right here? Yeah, that guy. He's a cool Shea dude. Shea Wiggum? Is he British? I don't nope, know. he's from Tallahassee. No, that's not him. Is that him? Um, It says... The character that you said, well, he, Eli he, he looks. Di- yeah, that's him. Okay. okay, that guy looks like Pemberton. Get Go out back. Of here. All right, this is good for the audience. Touch screens. Uh, good for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, what were you saying, Andy? I was saying that Baron Vaughn uh, is a fan of science and of a specific topic that he wanted to come on to discuss with us. The tech sing. The what? The technological singularity. Well, the t- Let's. <laughs> what do you want? Whoa. Give our. We haven't really talked about it because I don't know a lot about it. I don't know if Andy knows a Give ton about it. Give us the elevator pitch. Yeah. What is the singularity of which the you speak? The technological singularity? Yeah, the technological singularity. Well, why don't technology get on OK Cupid? <laughs> hey. I like that's that, the same same guy who thought Tesla Museum was <laughs> yeah, yeah. was for that the is band. A, that is a that is a that's a tweet and a half right there. Thanks, buddy. You 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 will get RT'd by Michael Ian Black if you write that shit. No, I won't. Because I'll RT it and he'll be like, "Oh, this Jesse K this guy." <laughs> oh, really? He doesn't sound like that, dude. I would give it a fave. Yeah, friends get favies. Sure. That's how Set I live my up. life. You don't yeah. you don't friends RT friends? Get I I, I RT tweet. Qu- I RT tweet. I RT. I would quote the tweet and then write something else on it so that way it goes on my Facebook. What? Yeah, it's double exposure. Double so this exposed. is what singularity is all about. Facebook, um, Twitter. Yeah, the technological singularity. Um, I forget who it is that created the term. It's some French guy, and then Ray Kurzweil uh, kind of ran with it. If you don't know Ray Kurzweil, he is an inventor and a futurist. That's yeah, he is a futurist. Official, That's what it says. His other, future, his other title. 
Uh, he invented uh, MIDI, for example. That's oh, yeah. him. Musical yeah. musical instrument, di- uh, digital interface. You've probably seen a piano that says Kurzweil on it. That's him. He uh, invented also uh, blind people being able to read, right? Like, or is it... De- no, like... Braille? There's a thing that... But yeah. a lot of stuff's not in Braille. You put, like, a reader over... Uh, text and it'll read out loud like as you scan over a book. Wow. I think it'll he also it. developed uh, digital voice recognition. Yeah, I mean, um, bottom line, complete inventor. Yeah, he's a real inventor. That's why he's a futurist as well because what he, what he does is he makes predictions for what technology will be and what it will move towards based on what has happened and what's happening, a lot of which he's at the forefront of creating. There's a documentary on Netflix. What's it called? I don't know. Transcendental Man, I think. So, oh, yeah, something like that. I think it's called The Transcendental Look Man. Look that shit up, Andy Wood, while I explain. Let's do it. So the technological singularity has been defined as the moment humanity transcends biology. Ooh. And it and it has a bunch of different implications. Uh, there's some artificial intelligence implications, but there's also the implications of the fact that man himself will basically... Um, <laughs> Sneeze out of the microphone. Um, it's a tran- transcendent man. Transcendent man, the life and ideas of Ray Kurzweil. It's a fruit yeah. bat song. So uh, humanity will transcend biology in the fact that man himself will soup himself up with pieces, you know, sure. cybernetics, that kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, he does in his book, or the book of Age of Spiritual Machines, which I believe was his second book. Um, that doesn't sound kooky. Talk about <laughs> um, how uh, there's going to be a point where we can't the, – the, the basic – Handicaps of blindness, deafness, and uh, missing a limb that we won't be able to tell who actually has those handicaps anymore because of technology. I buy that. Because of the fact that blind people will have – well, this is what he – in the end of The Age of Spiritual Machines, he makes predictions for what technology will be in 2009, 2019, 2029, and 2099. He wrote this book in 1999. Okay. Mm. So he basically called everything from 2009 is correct. Like what? Um, tablets, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, um, dictation, uh, um, uh, having uh, electronics as a watch, you know, or as a as a piece of uh, jewelry, which is what we're moving towards right, uh, right. now. Um, I think that he he kind of says that live dictation would replace typing, but it, it exists, and people use it with Siri, but. People still like to type. Yeah, I think there's almost a different way your brain works when you type. Than yeah, but we're gonna to, we're yeah. still gonna move past it. So he he, you know, he basically called like how computers are getting smaller and faster, and a lot of stuff that we use as in everyday personal computation. Yeah, he called, and then in 2019, there's already things being invented that are moving towards what he said would be like Google Glass, for example. Oh yeah, the glasses that. Right. that you know you can wear because uh, he talked about that like blind people will have glasses or contacts that have that basically stimulate their brains and project into their brains the actual uh, landscape of what it is that they're interacting with. Yeah. But that people who actually can see will also wear those because it'll make reality higher definition. <laughs> right. And oh also um, digital informational overlays will be laid out in things if we wish them to. Stuff like that. Um, anyways, well, Hazel Basils, there's the fact that... Ray Kurzweil... Yeah, that term. Well. That people will. That <laughs> well, he didn't, I don't know Hazel if he, I don't, Oh yeah, he, Hazel 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 Hazel. That's he, a he Ray, totally, that's a Ray Kurzweil him, thing. Yeah, it's a Kurzweil thing. Uh, that he basically says so people will soup themselves up, but then also there will be a point in which artificial intelligence be, uh, that computers will become conscious of their own existence. Doesn't he have a date for this too? Like not, no, like. Do I thought he's saying like by twenty forty something it's going to be? Oh like, yeah, he does. He in kinda, the movie he he like quotes. He has a, he has a, an estimation of when it will happen. Right. 
Um, because we were talking about this beforehand. Uh, before Exponential we the law of, growth. Uh, yeah, law of accelerating returns, I think he calls it. Yeah. Um, Where it's like technologi- technology is twice as fast every two years. Right. So there's this exponential upswing in how fast things are getting. Is that just an outcropping of uh, – or like a, 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 a – what's the word? Is that related to Moore's law about just like the progress of how, mu- how much you can fit onto uh, – the same area as far as like a tra- the number of transistors. What's Moore's law is every eighteen months the number of transistors you can fit in a chip uh, doubles, I believe. Right? Oh, uh, I didn't know that. That was one of the founders of Intel. His his uh, law that he put forth, which is starting to reach limits of of like quantum physics. That so it might not continue that way forever, but has been pretty predictably. Every eighteen months, you double the number of uh, transistors you fit on a wafer. I mean, it's got to be. Yeah, I think he probably does. Mention it. Yeah. Um, it's probably I haven't that. read the book in a bit, <laughs> although I have highlighted some passages just in case you guys wanted to hear about that. <laughs> Ain't that right, my dog? Um, so basically, he talked – the age of intelligent machines was about like computers getting fast enough that their, that their chips and their brains uh, rival the human brain. Uh-huh. And then the age of spiritual machines is that they will become conscious of their own existence and want, want. – they'll basically want, need, think, believe – and, and he, that they will have goals and ideas that contradict with not only our own but with each other. Yeah. And that's where it starts to talk about uh, humanity transcending uh, biology because he, he theorizes about a point in which humanity will become a legal definition. That basically um, computers will be so conscious and claim to be human because of the fact that they feel. And uh, that will have to actually say, well, humanity is this legally. Yeah. So certain computers do meet those qualifications, and we'll have to well, call them human. <clears throat> what? <laughs> yeah, you said well. And I'm no, no, I'm giving a, you the floor. I, I yield. I yield the floor. Yeah. In this case, I um, this is. I'm a huge defender of uh, robot rights. All right, <laughs> that's going to be a real no, thing, dude. I, I no, totally of course, it, it will. I'm not. I'm not making fun because here's the thing. It's I like, wrote a pilot about it. Continue. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, What's the pilot about? It's called Robot. Anyway, continue, Jesse. <laughs> like, uh, Robot? Yeah, really. Did you say it's called Robot? Yeah, it's called Robot. I wrote a web series called Robots. Damn it. No, that's, I mean, you wrote a pilot. You, yours do more stuff. I, um, I'm in a show called Robots. I don't know <laughs> if you knew that. It's on the, uh, it's on the CW. <laughs> Are you guys free tomorrow night, by the way? Why? My band Robots playing on. Oh, <laughs> get the fuck out. Yeah, no, yeah. what? You're going to start a band um, between now and then. Just yeah, to fucking, yeah. the, the, the differences between a brain and a chip. Uh, with with like um, you know neurons firing versus electrical impulses at a certain point what's what's the difference like yeah, if you right. do have because because yeah you could program I'll tell you what the difference is robots can't love well here's what I mean though but then <laughs> <laughs> like, well, all kidding aside maybe they can no, no no I know that's well, I'm right. just saying that's like a, a dumb right. person's like but then like tell me robot knows how to have feelings uh uh no but then can my we... vacuum's gonna fall in love with something. <laughs> And then it's like what? What's the definition of feeling then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. because you could you could infinitely program uh, robots to not become self aware. Yeah, right? you could. And and what? And then it'll never happen. That Terminator moment never happens. But uh, uh, total Skynet. But then it's like, well, we're, we are at the point where, um, I mean, to what degree are we programmed? Then what will our brain not allow us to do uh, or do? Like, what's to say a feeling is a real feeling? When it's all impulses anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if a robot thinks it feels pain. Like, like uh, they've done studies even with like Furbies, like feeling empathy on something mechanical. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you are capable of just as much empathy. Like man, we- when I was little, I would I would. This is mostly just me being a lame little kid, but I would switch out which stuffed animals slept with me every night because I didn't want to make any of them feel bad. Oh, no, totally. That's a really. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's like a really standard thing. It's yeah. like you I think fucking that fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I just think I think I could totally like be legit friends with like. Well, but a then robot. also Jesse, on top oh, of yeah. that, the the. <laughs> It's not even just endowing an object with emotionality. It in itself will behave as a human. Right. It will say, ow, I stubbed my toe. It will say, well, here's what I think. That's what I mean. They'll believe in God. Ah, They'll join religion. So religions, cool. But, like but the fact that it's just simply not organic, what's the difference at that point? And that's going to be the biggest debate. That's right. The, that's the premise of Battlestar Galactica. Am I right, guys? I haven't seen it. Because it, at that point, it's just a different species. There's another. There's a movie about this called like The Bicentennial Man or something, which is it's <laughs> awful. Awful. Oh, the Robin awful. Williams? Robin Williams. Well, no, no. There's AI. Don't forget that. I haven't seen AI. Also awful. Also not that good. Well, the beginning of it is really good, and it actually contains exactly what we're talking about dude uh, andy and i were talking last i just watched moon again oh, oh so i haven't good. seen it oh my god I haven't seen it watch it's moon. almost the perfect movie watch it. i haven't seen it uh, all right i like sam Rockwell. you said did you really did you highlight some shit stuff? did you want to talk about some shit i could i mean i mean you did the you well, did the prep work let's do it is this all right everybody what, what, let me see what cigarette son of a beechel deechels yeah i want to ask no, jesse just ask. held up a no, I needle i won't bum you out is this cool not no we doing this are we going to do the needle uh, stuff? Let me see if I can find some, bum uh, out, bum at the party. some highlights from the book of uh, the uh, age of spiritual Michelle's. Or can right. we just ask you questions and consider you the expert on the well, topic? Let's see. Well, how long, how long in a podcast are we right now? I think we might have to wind it up. We're at an hour? Okay, we've got 15 five. minutes. Oh, yeah, this is chapter 10, 2019. The computer itself, he, he divides it, he says, to different parts of what's going to happen. So it's the computer itself. He basically just describes what a personal computer will be. Cool. Then he describes um, how it will affect education, then disabilities, then communication, business and economics, politics and society, the arts, warfare, health and medicine, philosophy, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he continues to go on and on. Do you remember? This, this is the stuff I'm curious about. Do you remember yeah. what he said about the arts section? Like, will, 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 a, will a self-aware machine have a desire to express what if itself? Hilarious. Well, let me read you this. Uh, let me read you this. This is, from, this is from the chapter 2019. The arts. It's very short right here. Visual artists and all the arts are emerging and are taken seriously. These cybernetic visual artists, musicians, and authors are usually affiliated with humans or organizations, which in turn are comprised of collaborations of humans and machines that have contributed to their knowledge base and techniques. However, interest in the outputs of these, uh, outputs of these creative machines has gone beyond the mere novelty of machines being creative. Visual, musical, and literary art created by human artists typically involve a collaboration between human and machine intelligence. The type of artistic and entertainment uh, product in greatest demand, as measured by revenue generated, continues to be virtual experience software, which ranges from simulations of real, exp- of real experiences to abstract environments with little or no uh, corollary in the physical world. You know, holodeck. Hmm. But he's, but he's uh, so still, here. Still he's not saying that uh, that, that uh, machines themselves will be creating exactly, artists, yeah. art Dude, the, as much as that we're going to have machines in our lives so hardcore that we'll have to use them to create yeah, art as right. well. That's but, 2019, well, the, though. The, the holodeck would become self-aware like every five episodes or something. Mm. Like someone would get out of the holodeck. Remember that? I never watched it. I'm sorry, Dude, you <laughs> got to watch it. They're all on Netflix. What? Well, all, the, all the next generation? I don't generation? even know what show. All the next generation. I've never there. watched it really myself even. Oh, you guys, man. I know. It's, it, it is really good. Um, like, oh, really there's good. Another, it's called being cool. Give it a, a shot. There's another yeah. thing. There's another thing in the technological singularity in which uh, machines won't need us to fix them. Oh, that, that makes they'll sense, they'll though. be That's able valid. to yeah. fix themselves, absolutely create their own other machines, have babies. 
I guess the thing that, that machine bees that baffles me the most thinking about this is yeah. just the idea of of needs of wants of desires like what uh, it's a, it's this kind of the same concept this is sort of depressing to think about but like I think I've talked about this before but the reason I don't believe in heaven is whatever it is it would be the most boring thing ever because there'd be no concept of need fulfillment there'd be no there'd be nothing you need and work towards there'd be no ups and downs it would right. cuz you can't just be like Los Angeles yeah, you can't just be living Angeles. this life all the time. The, the weather here is so nice that people uh, take it for granted and have no concept of nice weather. Right. Whereas so, people, where I get so mad when the people I work with, when it's like 80 and they're like, it's a little hot. Like, <laughs> it's a exactly little, it's a like little hot. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Are you fucking serious? And like, if it's 60, like, I like colder temperatures, like 60. I'm like, you like fucking colder temperatures? You fucking go to Iowa, man. I'll give you some fucking cold temperatures. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like, that's the rule of opposites. You know, it's like you yeah, can't but, appreciate a sunny day unless you've been through a stormy right. night. So oh, everybody, like everybody, everybody thinks where they're from had real weather, though. That's everybody. That's yeah, but, but I if just you're get from so Chicago, mad. Oh, you know, you think you know cold? Why don't you go to Chicago? For no, the I'm I'm from Vegas, and from, we did not have fucking weather. But you had. You had heat. You had severe heat. Yeah, but right? I don't. I don't think about it like, oh, that was that was yeah. hot. Yeah, you know? no. And oh, I, I, but I, I understand do, I do. at least. I'm just saying, appreciate this fucking awesome weather that we right. have. But it's hard to appreciate it if you have nothing to compare it to. No, absolutely. And I completely so, understand. So then, getting back to the point of robots, like a self-aware robot, what are its needs and wants? It doesn't have the concept. It without will the concept, tell of, us. Right, but I, I just I can't even fathom without the concept of mortality, without without an end. Um, but we well, don't know that, though. But when no, it can- I'm saying, but if we as humans didn't have a concept of our own finite time here, mm-hmm. and if we didn't have, uh, if we had somehow every need met, as I would imagine these self-aware machines would have, they wouldn't be fighting to get power to stay alive. Like presumably, they would have there be some kind of self-sustaining. I thought system that the powering themselves, so they well, wouldn't be, they wouldn't be going Blade off to Runner, jobs. Boy? They wouldn't be. You well, see Blade Runner? I'm talking about I'm being real for a second. But you I'm, assume that human mortality. That our, stri- our striving for power is a symptom of human mortality. No, not just power. I'm just saying, like, striving for anything at all. Like, what makes you want to go for a run or read a book or wh- whatever need you're filling that day? Uh, there, would there be any concept of need fulfillment if you're just a machine that is powered and will be powered indefinitely uh, and you're just idle with your thoughts? Do you then, like, start to create needs in your machine brain? Like, what, what are your needs? What are your wants? Well, I mean, what? we'll see when we get there. Dude, I thought Honestly. that singularity was when humans and uh, technology merges and we are – Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah, you did say that. Yeah, but right, that, so that's way, part so, of it. So yeah, when, we, it, when we become – our just seat of consciousness is transplanted into some machine that can – exist forever without the meat needs that we have it doesn't need to fuck it doesn't need to eat it doesn't need yeah. to uh, well, and he does theorize that, that the first that, thing they'll want is, is to be happen. human yeah definitely mm. can we assume that Cause, <laughs> no because we we created them the first thing if we're created in god's image the first thing we wanted was to be gods or whatever yeah. and i'm and i'm not saying that that's a valid this is battlestar galactic b- believable thing no <laughs> i'm just saying yeah. I'm just saying that that's the first thing we wanted was to is is to like as soon as we had that theory is like oh we need to create or you yeah. know I think that that they'll, they'll very much I mean there's no doubt they'll be created in our image right yeah and I that, mean, they'll yeah. want they'll walk up straight, and then right? also we have to yeah. we have to assume that well I'm going to assume that robots aren't going to necessarily be immortal. That just like a computer, we have to replace it every now and then. Ensure we can take the memory out and put yeah. it somewhere else. Well, they'll else. become aware that they'll be obsolete. But the hardware, the hardware gets old, even right. though, and the software gets faster. 
and then you have to replace everything. But in theory, and I if, think if, that if, if they have consciousness, some of them might get to a point where they're just like, you know what, I don't want to go on. What if robots, as really? soon as they become conscious, just oh, all yeah. kill themselves because they're all like, "Fuck, this sucks." That's, no I've thought about that a lot. If you could instantly figure out, I mean, one thing they'll be able, capable of doing. It's like it's like if you play a computer in chess. Yeah. Like you see the combination, but it sees every combination. It sees every outcome, yeah. and that's how it makes its next move. Mm-hmm. If you had a robot or something that just knew every variable and every the it knew the butterfly effect of every direction oh, it yeah. could take, would it What's just the point of kill playing? itself? Would What's it just shut itself well, down? But, but we, have to, we have to also think about the fact that, um, I mean, as Kurzweil says, we are – Scientists are reverse, and this is the guy who like made karaoke. Okay, keep <laughs> <laughs> in mind, he made it. He's Jonathan Karaoke. Is his middle well, name? Well, karaoke is all MIDI. He is he. We are currently reverse engineering the human brain, enabled right. to recreate it synthetically. Yeah, which the first thing we'll do is we'll put it in something. Right, and, and then, then and then you will be effectively immortal because if your if your consciousness is just software, it can keep changing platforms. Well, and he, can, he also wrote another book um, with this guy Andrew Weil. Who's like this really, really old guy. Him and Kurzweil co-wrote a book called Live Long Enough to Live Forever. And basically it's like... Also, Kurzweil thinks he will live forever. I don't know. Does he think that? In in Transcendent Man, he's like, you know, I think that by the time I'm like 80, he's like, that's when... he does think he will live forever. Well, that's what that's what the theory behind the book is: is that if we if we live a certain way with a certain diet and keep ourselves healthy, we'll get to the point where we can transplant human yeah. human consciousness into something else. Yep, like a like a freaking USB drive, and then yeah, we can put I'm it into sure. another. But then, if it's if it's software, <laughs> couldn't it also be duplicated? And couldn't there be multiple of you? And Possibly, all have yes. The same consciousness. But, like, but this, where also, are you actually? Then, this is why you, he yeah. also thinks that like the the law will explode as well. That yeah. people will have it's, to define what is what are and aren't the parameters of what we can and can't yeah. do. Yeah. Some of these things will be deemed illegal. Some of them will be will be deemed appropriate, et cetera, et cetera. So people will be able to do that, and but they might be until, breaking the law. Until the bodies who are making the laws are, in fact, these things. Well, it's just like right, right now what's happening. It's like there's certain laws in America that are institutionalized racism. But as the... As the racial makeup of this country changes on a large scale, exactly. those laws are changing. Yeah. The same thing will happen when robots have consciousness and we start to merge with them in some sort of way. Yeah. Because some people are going to be like, as Joe Mandy said, wanting some of that sweet robot pussy. <laughs> some people are going to want that. That's why I have a joke about when aliens land, I wonder how long till somebody tries to bang one of them. Because it would be, it'd be pretty quick. Real Ali- quick. Ali- uh, Alienation. Remember that uh, uh-uh. show? Early nineties, yeah, I didn't see it. It was that a movie was, first. Wasn't it was it? a movie, and then they made a TV show out of it. Was about aliens basically land on Earth, and then they become integrated in society. And it was about an alien and a human detective. Oh man, yeah, it was just because it's just like they land, they're like aliens are here. They're super scary. I wonder what they look like naked. <laughs> That will happen. People have that. Naked. I like that you sure. assume that aliens will have the concept of clothes. Oh, why, man. why did we start putting clothes on? It's so bizarre. Because right? it's cold out. <laughs> why did we choose to live parts of the I, earth we needed I'll to have clothes on? I'll tell you cold. On? I'll tell you cold. You ever been to Iowa? <laughs> All right. You're we got Iowa in February. Yeah. All right. We got to uh, wrap, wrap it up. up. I guess we did. Baron, that was fun, yeah, though. I, was... Could, I could talk about that one all night, man. Well, let me, let me but... tell you one last thing. Yeah, please. Okay, so... Here's here's the thing that I feel like I haven't seen entertained in a lot of the um, the uh, talking about the technological singularity. I mean, I like I just said, I think the, the racial makeup of this planet is changing, or planet, this country yeah, is changing, and the planet, sure. of course. But it's like there's this assumption in a sort of a way that we'll all be white, 
and that like when robots it's a recessive gene how so well how, how, well no I, I just mean to say that when we're when it comes to the point where we have to actually in an immediate sense entertain all these possibilities i don't think there will be racial harmony yet as well uh, I think okay. there will there, still be unrest and division within humanity. Of course, at the same time, well, and the, there's, there'll also be global division. There won't be a universal there language. There will be global division. There will still be countries, and exactly. that's that's why if it would be a first class country, like a G eight country, mm-hmm. that first integrates robots. robots, and that will probably be quelled by brute force. It's like the way the way like you know. Um, That'll be grounds for another country to rise up against that country. You're saying? Well, I mean, sometimes it's just by accident. It's like, like think about how the Dark Ages started because Mongolia tried to hit China and had to go west and hit the Visigoths and they went west and then just Rome collapses and right. and no one has the brains to say like well, maybe we should like figure out how the aqueducts work before we kill everyone. Right. So we're just dumb. We're just dumb for 800 years when we could have like. They just – it was just – you had these brutes that just did that. I get it, yeah. And I, th- I think the same thing will happen with robotics probably a few times Well, we're already developing. I mean the, 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 the most – what? The most advanced uh, – the most advances in technology of this sort are in a military way. Absolutely. We're building uh, robot armies. Do we, and- do, we, do we talk about how what brought us out of the, uh, the Dark Ages was the Crusades? Were the yeah. Crusades? Yeah, Antiquity. Yeah. yeah. And that will happen. We'll have a robot Crusades. Robot my, Crusades. My point my, – all my, all my point is though, Crusades. that – when robot rights becomes a Bruce civil rights, the Bruce when robot rights becomes a civil thing, mm-hmm. that I think that they'll, as gay people are doing now, are appealing to the formerly disenfranchised and possibly currently disenfranchised. Interesting. I think that robots will be like, hey, black people, Latino people, we're you. But now <laughs> yeah. we're trying to get the same thing. We want, right. we want our own neighborhoods and parades. And that well, this will be far enough. That robot long. parade is gonna fucking rule. I'll dude, tell you that, dude. Yeah. A robot parade. Robot be, parade. It's right. gonna be so right. good. Isn't there? A, isn't that an actual? That's a that's a there might be giant song. Robot parade. Oh really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, like it. They, that's probably what the theme song will be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what if we've gotten to this point of of post racialness that that problem's been solved? We're still in like the later days of accepting homosexuality. Yeah, we'll so pick the robots thing. have to exclusively appeal to the. I gay. just think I think that all that stuff will. I think that. The unrest amongst humanity will become extremely uh, exaggerated because I think at the at the point that this happens, people will just be afraid and hold on even more to what they're afraid of in a bigger right. sense. I think that the like like racism and homophobia and sexism and all that shit will still be very prevalent and probably when this starts to happen be really extreme because people will be like I don't want any of them what, or what if it goes the Independence Day route where suddenly there's jingoism for everyone on the planet except for robots you know like, that's a possibility I used to have a joke about that together against- I used to have a joke about that but about aliens yeah. where it's like an alien invasion will stop all that stuff yeah. it's like you know what you guys are good here's some guns they're green Exactly. And then, then we realize those are also living things, so we shouldn't be hating them either. And yeah, yeah. we'll see. I mean, there'll be there'll be movements anyway. But for for how long? I mean, for how long would it keep us together? Well, I mean, we have at a certain point we just have to wonder if it's in our nature. I mean, nine eleven. Everyone, I was in, just every, everyone that. in I was America just got along for a month, a but month. then mm-hmm. you know, then we're honking again. And but like, that is still. Then we're honking. That's how you. That's when you're like sad about America. We're honking the People horns are again. Started honking again. People are honking the horns. Trying to get to the Tesla museum. Ah, People that, are honking. But that Jesse opens us up into a bigger conversation, which we can't get into now, about the current system. That we're living under, like you mentioned, ancient Rome. There's a point where it just, and then how the Romans did things no longer applied. 
that will happen again. Capitalism will just disappear. Sure. Everything that we believe that's wrapped around capitalism in a psychological, psycho-emotional sort of a way will kind of disappear. Yeah, but I'm saying at that point, the difference now between us and robots or the difference between us and aliens was basically the difference between Romans and like Visigoths at that time. It was that alien. Like you just you can't even conceive what they're doing because you don't even know. It's like the way um, they talked about when uh, the Romans built the bridge across like the Rhine or the something Rubicon. like that. Wait, wait. Ju- I'm just saying Julius Caesar built this bridge across to get over to Germany. Uh, Germany. Yes. And they the, in ten days. In ten days, it scared the Ger- it scared the Germanic people so bad because they thought the, the they were river like, was magic like, and what it couldn't the cross. fuck are they doing? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's they like, ran away. They're just like get yeah. the fuck out of well, here. Well, it's like the way when when we sent up. Voyager, we put a record in it, a vinyl album. That's the yeah. most ridiculous. Yeah. We've, talked, that we've talked about that a lot. Yeah, it's uh, like, I, unless these aliens are hipsters, they, yes. they're not going to... They're like, oh, sweet, Yeah, it's a plastic disc to them. Yeah. That is, it's not... Well, I think it was gold. I think we sent up gold. It was gold. And we, we put pictures on it of it like a, a man Gordy. and a woman. Well, the Pioneer and plaque. The helium. No, we put the Pioneer plaque on the Voyager, but the record's just a record. Okay? Oh, okay, yeah. But it's like... It's sort of that. What if it's just the White Album? That's the same deal. That's all it's it. Go ahead. Listen. All I'm saying this is, is we're going to need the robots to fight the aliens. Absolutely. Yes. Who's with me? All right. We got to get out of here. We do. We got to go prepare for the upcoming robot slash alien apocalypse. <laughs> but were you we done do, with your t- what, what you were no, saying? No, I'm just Justin? saying it's going it's, to. It will always be too advanced for someone else to understand. Yeah. They're, they're not going to conceive of what they're destroying. Okay. Yeah. Does I, that make sense? Who's does. the they? The robots? No, uh, us or, or brute force or whatever taking over like a bigger country or, or destroying capitalism because they can't even conceive capitalism. It's mm. like the way when the Visigoths burned Rome, they thought that's just a building. They didn't know that's a Senate. That's government. That's a concept right, right, right. that we don't even to, have. To bring it back to current events, oh, you mean the, uh, I keep thinking of the lady who was trying to help out at the church. I fucking love that. That makes me laugh so, so, so <laughs> what? hard. What, what have happened? You, have you seen the lady who tried to, <laughs> tried to help, a, help like an old fresco painting by like... Oh God! Hilarious painting of Jesus at some is Hold it a on. Spanish I, church? Where is it? Is it Spain? It's Italy? In I don't Spain. Know. I'm looking it up. Uh-oh. I love it. We'll oh end my on this. God! Did you ever see Mr. Bean? <laughs> yeah, it happened. Dude, it, it, it happened in real life. It happened so no, the movie, the, right. the Bean yeah. movie, best. the Uh-oh. best. This lady, uh, how old was she? 84, 82, in her 80s. Octogenarian. Do you have it up Hold yet, on. Brooks? Uh, I'm pulling it. Up. All right, I'll give. So a, a lady was. She got a. She, she got to go ahead yeah, to touch up a painting. She did to that, that painting from oh the 1800s. God, it's like she a was really trying nice to painting. Fix it up because it was all chipped like an alien monkey. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> alien monkey Jesus. <laughs> what if she is a prognosticator? She said, she she said it got a little out of hand. That's what she said. It That's got awesome. a little out of hand. Oh, it got. It's yes. a picture of Jesus. Look it up online if you haven't Holy seen it. A well-intentioned but ham-fisted amateur artist in her 80s. She took it upon herself to fill in the patches and paint over the original work which depicted Christ crowned with, crowned with thorns uh, his sorrowful gaze <laughs> lifted to heaven her work done the quote restored figure looks somewhat like a monkey with fur surrounding it look, a pale face it looks like an, <laughs> it looks like a gorilla with down syndrome yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that it's just what it looks like yeah uh, titled Eke Homo Behold the Man the original was no masterpiece painted in two hours in 1910 by a certain Elias Garcia Martinez directly on the column of the church at Borgia Northeastern or Borja, Borja, Spain, Borja. Oh, it's so funny. All right, but yeah, she thought she was helping out. Painting over it. It's Um, all right. It's been a pleasure, guys. Baron, what is your Twitter handle? You're gonna get maybe two or three new followers. (laughs) 
It's uh, B is in boy, A-R, V is in Victor, O-N, B is in boy, L-A-Q, Bar Von Black. It's complicated. With Q. You ever thought about just trying Black. to get Baron Von? No. <laughs> Never thought about it? No, nah, I'm committing to this fucking moniker. All right, I like it. Uh, are you doing any shows this week? This will go up tomorrow. We have. I don't know what week it is. Okay. The day after today. Oh, I'm doing Holy shows. Fuck? Oh, okay. Downtown Independent Theater. I'm doing that Tuesday. as well. Come see Baron and I at Holy Fuck on Tuesday. Do it. It's free. Or it's come great. see me rocking it to Andrew WK, The Viper Room on Tuesday. Oh, what? Uh, Are you fucking serious? I'll go with go? you. The what? Yeah, yeah. You're coming. I got okay. two tickets. Let's oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see Andrew fucking Andrew WK. WK. Dude, I'd rather do that. Dude, let's skip Holy Fuck. <laughs> let's go see Andrew WK. At the Viper uh, Room. He knows how to party. Uh, waka, waka, man. Andrew, waka, waka. I'm excited about that. That'll be great. We'll do it. Cool. Uh, um, also, uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook yeah. and Twitter at, at Facebook slash, um, um, what is this show called? Probably, Probably Science. Science. But also review us on iTunes. Review this show on iTunes. Get people to fucking listen to it. it. Just tell people it's good. There's good momentum building. I feel like we're, we're at a good place. But, yeah. you know, if you guys, if you guys are enjoying it, um, tell your friends. Yeah, just listen to it and give us a, a, a review. That would be great. Uh, and we're going to have the Tesla song by White Stripes. Oh. Oh.